What up, fam? I am Dr. Day Luna, and you are listening to Drop It Like It's Doc podcast. Today, I have on Gianna Mouseri. She's one of my best friends, but beyond that, she is a soul counselor and offers many different modalities of integrative healing. And today, we talk all about her near-death experience. She was in a pretty severe accident, and she didn't take that experience into victimhood. She took it as a huge part of her healing journey. Today, we talk spirituality, intuition, following your life's path. This is an incredible conversation that you are not going to want to miss. Tune in. I am so happy to be sitting in these chairs in this room with you. So grateful. Thank you so much for having me. You're so welcome. I mean, as the first guest in this new space, it was only appropriate that it was you because if the viewers don't know, we are currently sitting in our healing collective, Ashira Rose Healing Collective. And this room brings me so much joy and you bring me even more joy. So before we jump into this entire beautiful conversation, I would love to just speak to you from my heart as to why I'm having you on. So Gianna, I remember meeting you at yoga and just seeing you come and go in the studio, but we had never really crossed paths. And once we did cross paths, you just became someone so near and dear to my heart. And truly you have changed my life in countless ways. You have helped me access my intuition and you have helped me access realms beyond this world that I don't know if I would have been able to really touch without having your guidance and also just your ability to tap in in both a very grounded but also very spiritual way you for the listeners that don't know you are the whole reason really that I stayed in San Diego and I'm definitely going to cry because I had every intention of leaving this city and the universe wouldn't let me and I didn't know what I was going to do with the medical practice and I will never forget sitting in that same yoga studio just so lost and that lost feeling was something that I hadn't felt again until about two months ago <laughs> and the first time I felt that lost feeling I looked at you and said, I just want a room that I could put plants in to see patients in. And you looked at me with your precious eyes that you're looking at me with now and said, I have a room. Do you want to put plants in it? And we shared that first space. It helped me grow and have the confidence to be on my own as a medical provider, which truly I can just pause and thank you from the bottom of my heart because who knows where in the world I would be? Who knows what my medical practice would look like? And now coming full circle to that same feeling that I had, that's what prompted us to open up this space together. And you are amazing. You are so gifted. You are so healing just to be in your presence. And I think that being around someone like you that is so tapped in, but also grounded and also just so loving and real helps everyone else in the world dip their toe into that realm without being intimidated or feeling like it's too, you know, like woo woo or fairy. And just thank you for being alive. Thank you for choosing to come back. Thank you for being an angel in my life. Thank you for sharing your gift and thank you for sitting across from me and birthing this baby with me. Mm. Wow. Just <laughs> taking that all in and just <laughs> receiving all of that yumminess. And I'm, yeah, thank you so much for that warm and very, very heartfelt 
introduction and yes definitely bringing the waterworks into my <laughs> eyes as well and i'm just so honored to be here and yeah feel exactly the same about our journey and our path and i just remember girl crushing on you like the first like time i, I remember taking your class the first yoga class and like it was a whole experience like your music everything i was like who is this amazing goddess so yes to be sitting across from you now in this space is um it's kind of surreal some days <laughs> i just walk in here and i'm like this is ours and we created this together it's so amazing so thank you so much Thank you. You are welcome. Thank you for sharing that I was one of your girl crushes. Um, right back at you. <laughs> and I feel like our story is so synchronistic in so many ways. And even in creating the space on a daily basis, the amount of synchronicities that we have is yeah. incredible. And I would love to just dive a little bit into your journey because I doubt that a lot of my listeners know where you come from, how you came here, and what your journey has been like to be this incredible woman that you are. Wow, thank you so much. Um, yeah, where do I start? Well, <laughs> <laughs> here I am in a wellness collective, and this was years in the making. This has been years in, in building, and honestly, I started behind the chair as a hairdresser. That was where I came from, and I was, I feel like listening to people um, all day who would share their most intimate um, secrets and parts of themselves and I was the listener and I took, you know, I would be that kind of secret keeper for everybody. So I was like, hey, I really love this. I love doing this and what if I actually did this for like my career and I moved my way in from the hairdressing realm into the healing realm so I started studying while I was hairdressing um, in the integrative healing arts so I would travel to Costa Rica and um, different parts of the country and just I was really immersed in studying things like um, first of all it started with my own inner work so I started with my own healing I went through a divorce and that um, only gave me space enough to recognize that I had been dating the same guy with a different name all these years <laughs> I just had this repetitive pattern of um, giving myself away and and giving my power away to to other people specifically in relationships and notice this habit or this pattern within me that it was kind of like a wake-up call and it was like this is something for you to take responsibility for now take responsibility for yourself because I knew I just kept doing this and the divorce was really hard on me so I I went and I did I found a mentor I found the guidance that I needed at the time to help me understand myself and um, because of this I was having such profound um, realizations and understandings and really really tapping into loving myself and taking my power back and and being like hey I've been giving this away for so many years to everybody I was so codependent and I really just wanted to understand my why like why 
what's my reason what's my purpose so I immersed myself in it and I did my own healing work it was the best thing that I could ever have done or invested my time or life into and it helped me to to heal and to understand you know traumas and things that I had held all the way from childhood and like I said it was just so profound I loved it so much that I wanted to share it with other people and I realized that this is my purpose um so that's what I was kind of working my way out of the hairdressing and moving into the healing realm and it was kind of like a two by four like my angels were like okay let's really move you into your purpose here and (laughs) this is you know I you know was coming home from yoga one night and the two by four was I was in a head-on collision so I was hit by a drunk driver who was driving the wrong way on the freeway and that was where my life changed forever so that was my turning point for me um I was severely injured um the other driver didn't make it I was in a coma for a week long as you know you were there I was (laughs) um I was in yoga teacher training as well it was like my second or third yoga teacher training at Indie Yoga Ocean Beach um yeah and I was driving home in the five so yeah like I said I was in a coma for a week when I woke up I was like holy shit I'm really badly injured for starters but for second of all it was a really deep knowing and understanding that this was my this was my life's purpose this was like I don't know it was this was my life's purpose and it came to me in this way of the accident to show me um that once I heal through this and all the healing work that I had done prior to this was all part of leading up to me being able to to get through it and to make through it so all the tools so like we can go through our healing process and it can be all you know it's not all sunshine and rainbows it's actually the opposite it's it's like really you know brings up a lot of stuff we take a lot of time to sit in our emotions and our feelings but something like this something like so traumatic is really where it was like okay you have the choice now you can either not use your tools that you learned and 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 get you know completely swept away by this this trauma and and really like live in it like a victim or you can take all those tools that you learned before all these healing tools and more that you can learn along the way and use it as an opportunity to really heal to really get in there and really take care of myself and my body so that later down the track I would be able to hold that space for other people who have been through crises or going through crises going through trauma um and need to learn those tools to come back to their center and it was really a test for me it was a test for me of like can I do this can I take care of myself this way and it was like living on the edge and like it wasn't easy it was like some days I was like on that ledge of like I can't do this and other days I was really strong but that was what 
it was all about. It was like, how can we respond to those days that are harder than others and just love ourselves no matter what in the shit, in the funk, in the, you know, trauma um, and just allow ourselves to be in love each moment and find that compassion. So here I am and that was my choice. That was the one I chose. (laughs) And that's why I'm just really happy to be here every day, like literally so happy to wake up even when shit's you know not I'm still a human I still go through you know hardship hard days um but I have so much gratitude just for this like actual body the like thing that healed and that I was a part of that healing and so for me that's been my journey and that's really what I want to help other people to understand is that no matter where we're at in life, like anywhere that we're at, we um, can love ourselves. And that's just what I'm here to share is to share, you know, love. Um, And the contrast to love is like fear and we all go through that. So I just hold, I just want to hold space for people to feel that, that fear and, and go through their trauma and, love them unconditionally through it and help them love themselves unconditionally through it so that's what I spend my days doing (laughs) in a nutshell um and that's what I will be providing here continue providing here in this space you are so inspiring and I know that for you, of course, the accident was such a pivotal moment in your life and in your story, but even before the accident, you were already doing that work, like you said. And it's interesting, even going all the way back and what prompted you to start that work was the divorce and saying like, wait, I have a pattern here. And instead of being the victim in that situation, like so many people are in any relationship, you know, they point the finger to the other person. You said, no, how am I contributing to this? And that's what opened up this healing journey. And then in your accident, which you were hit head on by someone driving the opposite way on a highway. Most that's pretty crazy. And most people would walk out of that as the victim and still because of all the work that you did you chose to take that as an opportunity to take your healing journey to the next level and that is something that is so awe-inspiring something that is so beautiful so I just needed to say that 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 is truly incredible and I remember you know visiting you after that and you were you were you know you were really injured and you were still your smiling sweet little self I think you even made tea I was like Gianna Wow. Wow. I was like hobbling around. I remember that visit. You were. (laughs) It was precious. (laughs) It was a challenging visit. Um, Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. I just know it's my purpose. Yeah. So I don't, I don't know. For me, there's no other choice. It's just, this is what I'm here to do. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I love it. I absolutely love it. And it is your purpose. Of course it is. Like I said, being around you is healing. And then you offer all these different healing modalities. And to listeners that are tuning in, how do you feel that you were able to connect with your purpose? Because it was, it kind of found you, right? I mean, you were, you were cutting hair and did you feel like that was your purpose? Like, what did that look like? And when did it click? And what did you 
yeah. experience. The most, I mean, no hairdressing, I always knew it was n not my purpose. That's why it was like, what else is out there? And that's the only thing that I loved about hairdressing was connecting with the people. Mm. I mean, I liked the hair too. And I, I will say I was great at it. I was very educated. I was like probably at the highest level you could be in a hairstyling. I trained, I was a teacher. I worked all around the world really from Australia because that's where I'm from. Oh, and it, it brought me here to, to the States to where I am today. So the hairdressing was the catalyst. I feel the, the talking and the connecting with people for me. That's where I knew like, I just remember even being a little girl and, and just envisioning myself like helping people and guiding people it just has always been in my nature my mom was a hairdresser too and I remember like going into her salon when I was <laughs> younger and like I had my own side hustle in her hair salon where I would like massage their hair it was like the feel-good hustle on the side and then when they had their colors on I would like massage their hands and their feet and I would wake up early on a Saturday because her salon was like in our house um, to do this so I don't know just along the way it's it's just been in my nature to for people to feel safe I always feel like I'm like that older sister for people I'm like the big older sister that loves them unconditionally it's like there's no shame here there's no guilt there's no anything here you can just be here and just lay in my bosom <laughs> and let me hold you and let me love you and then let me show you how to like love yourself when mm. I'm not here or when somebody's not here because that's what it's really all about and for me that's what I learned was to be my own hug mm. <laughs> if you will be my own guide because um we all deserve to know that we have that power within us that we can hold that space for ourselves and that yeah really the wisdom is within each of us and sometimes we do need a guide to guide us there but mostly you know my my goal or my intention in this world is to show others that you have all of the answers within you and um you don't need anything else we can want things and it's nice to like be like oh i want them but we don't need you know anything other than us first and then you know and we have been trained or told that it's selfish to like fill up your own cup first or take care of yourself first but in hindsight if we don't fill up our own cup first and be that light and love for ourselves first then how can we love and hold space for anybody else mm -hmm. and um so that's always my motto mm -hmm. and even in saying that you know in going back to the piece of how do you find your purpose really you were just saying that it was something that you were excited about and then you followed the excitement yeah. and i think oftentimes as humans we go oh no I'm not meant for that or no that 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 can't be it mm -hmm. but it's truly as simple as just following what lights you up and yeah. what you would do if no one paid you for i love that like this podcast yeah <laughs> yeah it's true yes. it is um so yeah it is it is it's a feeling for me and i always 
you know, for the longest time, I didn't trust that feeling mm. in, inside me. And I think that's why I'm so big on, you know, trusting that feeling, like try to get out of the thoughts and the mind that wants to tell us those things that, no, I can't do that or I'm not good enough for that or I'm not worthy for that. And come into your heart and come into your belly, come into your mm. body and listen to what that's saying to you, because that's where you'll find the answers in your intuition. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Intuition's a tricky thing just because I remember when I was first tapping into it, I would hear different voices. I would hear the voice of my head, which was usually negative or limiting or judgmental. Mm -hmm. And then I would feel and hear a different voice that was never limiting or judgmental or rude at all. That's usually my mind. Um, (laughs) And it was just clear statements clear truth statements versus Mm -hmm. these thoughts that could manipulate or question. There was never a question behind Mm -hmm. the intuition. And I think for me, that really helped solidify it. And I think you were even in my class when I was naming the mind and I happened to name your mother by accident because we are that tapped in, that our consciousnesses are now fused (laughs) into one, hence the birth of our baby. But for you, what does your intuition feel like? I know you said belly, but How would you describe it to someone that is first trying to dip their toe into this intuitive realm? Yeah, for me, there's all different ways for intuition. So I love the intuition piece and I love that we all have our own way to feel intuition. Um, For me, it really is a feeling like I will literally feel it in my it's it is a lot of my my belly so it's that gut instinct um but there's other ways to tune in that i've tapped into over the years that i didn't realize that i i could we can um see what you were explaining like hearing that voice is our clear audience so that's when we hear guidance and i love that that's what i tell everybody when they're like well how do i know if it's my intuition or not it's just like you said if it's a negative like ego based or judgmental or you know anything like that that's not our intuition our intuition comes purely from our highest self and that is you know that it's love like that you it'll be love and guidance and truth just like you said so that's how i would always say differentiating but we can hear um there's claircognizance as well that's where it's just a knowing do you know when you're just like Mm -hmm. i don't know how i knew that i just knew it um so that's another way that we can tap in and then there is our like there's an another it's called claire olfactory and that's her sense of smell Mm. and that's one of my superpowers i was just saying that before this podcast but um that's where like we can tap into or a smell will even bring back either a memory or um it can be somebody that you it reminds you of or um so for me that's how i like kind of tune in is it like an audio that i'm hearing for me that always just happens like in those waking hours of the morning where it's like just waking up and i'll hear some kind of like like you said it's just pure like truth and guidance you know um so i would say to anyone listening like for for that just really pay attention to what comes to you because we can have all most people have all of them it's just about paying attention and looking at what you know and there's there's the clairvoyance too which is like where we see and that's not just some lady sitting around with a ball it can't be but (laughs) (laughs) the magic ball um but most people are um 
clear visual where we like see thin and it can come in other people so someone can come in your vision and tell you something and that's the guidance that you need so when we really just pay attention that's all we need to do with our intuition is pay attention and you will get the answers that you need through a song on the radio or mm. through somebody that crosses your path you'd be like oh, i can't believe you just said that that was what i really needed to hear so i work with all of the the Clairs, if you will, and clear means clear in mm. French. So it's like clear audience, clear vision, clear whatever. Oh, I didn't know that. That yes. makes me like the name Claire a lot more. Yeah, and it comes from. <laughs> it's a, originated from like uh, back in New Orleans because on the French quarters there, mm. and that's where you know back in the day they would build on their their clairs or get clear on wow. their intuitions because they're all witches. Yeah, it sounds great. As yes. are we. I love this. Something that you really helped me with when I was starting this journey was trusting, but also being open and not even just being open, but anchoring in my belief to whatever it was. So for instance, angel numbers, I think I reached out to you being like, what does two, two, two mean? And you're like, whatever it means to you, if you declare that declare there we are Claire um then the universe and your angels and your guides will start to show that to you because that's what you associate it with yeah so I think that oftentimes exactly I was like oh no it it, again that's giving my power away Mm -hmm. right instead of claiming it and then letting it show up and then trusting when it shows up that that's what it is Mm -hmm. yeah so thank you for that gift yeah of course and yeah it always is because what does it mean to you Mm -hmm. because I it's and that is how I help people to to tune in too. It's like, well, what does it mean to you? What does it feel like in your body mm. when you see it or hear it or feel it? You know, and most of the time we ignore a lot of that, you know, and we get the big gut feeling and we're like, oh, like hits us in the gut. And then we're still like, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so those are the moments and that takes practice and it takes a lot of trust like Mm -hmm. you said within ourselves to be like no you know what that doesn't feel good I don't even know why I don't need a reason or an explanation it just didn't feel good in my body so I'm gonna walk away Mm -hmm. and usually you'll find you're right and that's that's a beautiful practice to to start with with Mm -hmm. intuition yeah that is. And then when it's confirmed, then you build that trust. So you bridge the gap of doubt yeah. to that of fully trust. And then the universe, once you open up these portals, there's no going back. Right. <laughs> yeah. And again, like then you have your roadmap to go by with your own intuition. So now you know what 222 means for you when you see it not what it means for me or what it meant for me at the time but what it meant for you and you build your own I always say it's like building your own language with your divine because it's different you know for me I see like butterflies and feathers and it's all really light stuff but some people don't see like it's different for everybody so if I told you look out for butterflies and angel wings and shit you would it would just wouldn't work for you but for me that's a language that I have created with them or with myself with my higher self and with the divine and that's what I continue to carry and I don't want to push that on anybody else I want them to figure out what it means to them Mm mm-hmm And I love that 
because I think that there is always this way that we don't want to trust ourselves and in doing that. And this is truly a game that I've played before with, I've even done this with my mom before, just because my mom, ever since we were little, her and my grandma, the one that's on my arm, I feel like we are doing the soul dance. We've done it forever. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was younger, I would always have visions of people and then I would see them the next day or I would have a dream of something and I would see them the next day. And I would tell my mom this and my grandma this and my grandma, I remember she told me, she's like, Ashley, we're witches. This is a gift. Keep practicing. And if she didn't tell me that when I was younger, who knows the sides of myself that I would have closed down. I think even the word witch has this negative connotation, but it never did to me. It just made me tap into my power and everything that is outside of this little baby vessel. And then ever since then, I've started to play games with it in that I would be like, okay, universe or whatever it is that I'm talking to show me or help me know that this is the path by showing me this or that. And even certain times when I'm really anxious because my brother is a Sagittarius and he is never, you can't pin him down. You can't pin him down. And my mother taught me that if someone doesn't answer the phone, that something bad has happened. Thank you, Mindy. So there have been times where I've called my brother, he won't answer and I'll sit and I'll play this game with the universe. And I go, he's going to call me back at 11, 11. I've done this before with my mom in the car too. And we've both been in panic mode. And what time does Michael call? 11 11 so playing games like this are really fun and also just tap you back into that power yep yeah because it's all around us and it is created by us as Mm -hmm. well like we create our own you know realities within that too so i love that you play with it and test it out like that i do it too all the time and so i would recommend to anybody who is really working on trusting their intuition is first of all just trust it just trust it like if you are somebody who's used to not trusting it and going against it and just play with it and see see what happens if i do something differently this time and that's that's how we learn and that's how we break free of things like codependent behaviors and stuff like that too is by learning to trust our intuition Mm -hmm. and talk about you know, a tale of trust was you and your healing. And I would love to dive into what your experience was like when you were in a coma. Sure. Yes. Um, that's one of my favorite experiences, um, that I had. So when I went into a coma, I went into a place that I guess what I call it and it's in my book is it's the first chapter in my book and it's called the in-between realm and I think it it is for me it's what makes for me my experience so profound for me and which keeps me connected every single day to this trust is that when I went into my coma I went into a place that was like Venice-like to me. So I'd been to Venice many times in my life. It was a really, it's a really familiar place. Um, And I was on these canals walking and I could see my body. My body was healthy at the time. Um, And it was like, okay, use this time to play in this in-between realm. So I was playing and doing things like handstands and yoga and doing all these things that I knew that my body would not be able to do back on earth because I knew I was injured. So I was playing and having a lovely time and then all of a sudden everything got really serious 
and it was almost like I was pulled up from Venice or my canals where it was my version of the canals anyway and so I was pulled up and this is where I I guess my near-death experience where I came um, face to face with what I call my I call them angels you can call them whatever you want like spirits or guides or, or whatever they were my angels um, and there were seven of them um, they were like light beings for me that's how what they looked like so I, I they didn't really have there was no body form there was no anything other than them just being light and um, two of these beings I recognized from from my life that had come to me in, in vision so one of them was Archangel Michael and one of them and he was on my right side and then there was Archangel Raphael on my left side so it was like I had my two angels here Michael and Raphael and then there was five other light beings here and like I said everything was really serious it wasn't scary or anything like that it was actually really beautiful and I felt very connected to these beings and again I always go to my belly because that's where I feel like there was like this connection to them and it was a very safe space and this is where I was offered um, this decision or choice whether or not I wanted to come back to my body on earth or come back to this particular lifetime on earth or if I didn't want to come back so it was my choice the whole thing was my choice I knew personally that my body was really injured I knew that if I went back it was going to be a lot of work and that felt scary for me at the time to be honest with you because I was in this place where it was so peaceful and I was doing handstands and I could move and I was free and I felt happy so I was kind of like teeter-tottering of like well why would I want to go back to like a broken body and have to you know do this so they gave me time and they were like go and play go back down to your playground is what it felt like um which were the Venice canals and I just walked and I felt like that whole week I was in a coma I would go back and forth with the beings um, with my angels and so when things got really intense back down in the canals they would pull me back up and they would offer me the choice again and, and it was kind of like counsel of like you know I had so many questions as you would well what would happen if I don't go back and you know the simple answer to that was like you start again it would it to me it felt like a reset button and again there's no languages here we're not talking the way that you and I are talking now it was more of like an understanding of like energy if you will exchange um and yeah so they it was like what they would show me was that you would start again a new life a new incarnation a new set of everything pretty much and or they would assure like reassure me you've done so much work in this lifetime and you do have a greater purpose um so they were you know there was no it was all up to me so I'd go back down to the canals I would keep walking keep walking and the canals just kept opening up if it came to an end the canals would just open back up and there would be like all this other land and water out there 
So I, I would keep walking and pondering, and every now and then I'd do a handstand. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then it be, it just became really light. Things became really light, and I remember coming back. And I don't remember going back and saying, "I like okay, you made this decision." I just remember coming back. And I remember that on the on waking upon waking, was me kind of coming out of the in between realm with them. So I was coming out of this most beautiful space, and waking up into like what felt like my biggest nightmare, greatest nightmare at the yeah. time. And so it was really hard. It was really hard to come back from that place to this place, and knowing that I made that decision too. So. Again, that's what does keep me really grounded here on Earth now is knowing, like, hey, I did make that choice. I chose to be here. I chose to be in this body to heal it and to be back. And it's very comforting to know that I had that guidance and that I do have that guidance. And so I came back, and here I am. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't expecting to cry at this point of the story, but I am. I mean, I even read your book. You're one of my best friends. I've heard this so many times, <laughs> but it's just beautiful that you Thank chose you. to come back because I mean, I'm dramatic and I have my own struggles with mental health and have, yeah. and there've been many times that I haven't wanted to be here. Yeah. And I think at the root of that, or what I would come back to is this feeling of, well, if you don't fix it now, you just start over and have to fix it next time. And with you, you know, you were in that in-between realm and you were kind of, you know, you were given the choice. Do you go back? Do you heal? Do you do that work? Or do you kind of carry this experience into the next life and heal it then? And you chose to come back and I'm, well, talk about contrast. You're in the, in the, the Italian Venice, not the Los Angeles Venice yeah. was probably quite oh, yeah. peaceful. It was the Italian yeah. Venice, by the way. Yeah, I'm just picturing I wasn't out there on those streets. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was, but not those ones. Yeah, different ones. <laughs> but yeah, waking up in that room and what did it feel like to be in your body? Oh, it was horrible. It was horrible, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Um, my parents were there. Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Um, yes, my parents were there. They had flown from. Well, I was first of all, I was really confused because I didn't know I was asleep for a week. So mm. I think I was waking up to all this pain in my my body and just like hospital and you know what felt like an army of. Um, doctors and nurses everyone was just looking at me and I do remember like it was like coming out of water like coming out of like taking a breath um but also just being really confused yeah. of like how the fuck did my family fly here from Australia so quickly yeah because I just thought it was the next day but it had actually been a week so um then they had to explain everyone had to explain to me I would and you know, again, I just care so much about other people. I was like, I've got clients to see. I've got to call my, my clients. It was a Saturday, you know, as a hairdresser. So we, it's our busiest day. And I knew I had like a solidly booked day. And I was like, we've got to call my clients. And my brother was like, it's okay, sweetie. We've taken care of everything. Um, but yeah, it was horrible. It was really scary. I wanted to go back. I didn't know why I made this choice. I was like second guessing my choice. Um, 
but it you know it turned out to to be okay and it was amazing to realize like wow I have the best family ever they just jumped on a plane every single one of them and came to be by my side and um and the love that poured in from just the outside world was probably really what got me through Mm. everything was just you know knowing it and I think I just I want to throw this in because it's a really important piece of it but that day of the accident I was in a funk I was in a place where I was questioning my life I was struggling with like anxiety and stuff like that and um I remember even sending a message to my sister that day just being like I don't want to be here anymore like that's like all the things you know and I still have that text message that I sent to her um and I was like nobody cares nobody loves you know I was like in that full-on mode and coming out of that accident I was like whoa I can't believe that I thought nobody cared or that I wasn't loved or that I didn't feel supported because it was really like I think that's when coming out of it I realized like that's what that's what the beings were saying like you will be supported and I truly felt like that I was really supported in always yeah I'll never forget the text that I received from the yoga studio saying what happened to you everyone what did it say I'm curious it just said that (laughs) Gianna was in a terrible accident. She was hit head on. The other driver didn't make it. She's in critical care. She's in a coma in this hospital. We are going to visit um, and just think and pray and we'll keep you updated essentially. But everyone from the moment it happened was thinking about you and was, you know, already energetically supporting you while you were in that in-between state. And I remember when I went to your house shortly after, um, you showed me a picture of your car. And this isn't, I mean, yes, we explained that this was a head-on collision, but I really want to stress how bad of an accident it was. This was a horrible accident. Mm -hmm. It was, you shouldn't be alive, Mm -hmm. but you are. Yeah. And you are healing and healed and, you know, amazing but i will never forget the picture of your car and the picture of your airbag oh the little angel yeah Yeah, it's shaped into like the shape of an angel Mm -hmm. and your whole car was smushed the whole thing was completely smushed like a can but somehow there was like an orb around your seat and the driver's seat it was protected yeah it was cool And for people that don't, you know, believe in this realm or believe in this divine protection. And I was, you know, maybe hovering between that when I first met you, but your story helped solidify it for me and reading your book helped solidify it for me too. And just also just seeing your beautiful healed body and brilliance sitting across from me. Right. Confirms it for me. Yes. I mean, I didn't ever think I could even cross my legs like this again. And here we are, crossing our legs. Yeah, we are. Posing yeah, we our are. Our little hearts. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So beautiful. And since I mentioned your book, I would love for you to just show it to the viewers sure. so that yes. they can check her out. 
So this is my book, Soul of a Spirit Warrior, a true story of healing, survival, and resilience. And that has all everything in very big detail of what happened, the whole story. And I actually started writing it from the hospital bed. So um, that was when I had that moment of realization that, hey, I can get through this. And not only am I going to get through it, but I'm going to thrive. I'm going to write a book about it. Mm. So I had my sister bring my journal into the hospital bed. And mind you, I had a broken right arm. My arm pretty much snapped in half. There's a metal rod holding it together. But I managed to start writing a book with my broken <laughs> arm. <laughs> and this is the result of it. So thank you for mentioning it and bringing it up. It's my heart and soul. And I really just wrote it with that intention of like... I know that this book will reach the hearts of those who need it the most um, when they're going through something or when their friends are going through something and and that's how it's worked for me and you know I'll wake up just randomly some days with messages from people that I don't know saying like you don't know how much your book helped me I, it came to me at a time where I you know or it had been sitting on someone's shelf for a year and they just happened to read it at a time where they just really needed to read it so it's one of the it's an energy it has its own energy I have nothing to do with it it came through me it wrote itself and <laughs> <laughs> and it continues to just make its way to people that just need to read it when they read it so I am grateful for that and I agree that it's something that can inspire you. You don't have to be going through anything severely traumatic to read this book nope. because the messages in it are universal yeah. and they're powerful and they're deep. And a big part of your book that I love is how much inner child work yeah. you do in the book and how mm -hmm. you bring up your sweet little baby child, Ninny, yeah. within you. Yeah. So, Ninny. Ninny. <laughs> oh, I think of Ninny a lot. And I can picture you. I've said that to you before that... Where were we? We were both sitting on the floor somewhere and I looked at you and I just saw a ninny and I'm like, I saw your little baby girl. I don't remember where we were, but it was very clear I to me. I think I was rolling around on my plush rug in my room. No, it was before this space was even created. <laughs> it was years ago. You just saw her. I just saw her. <laughs> so amazing. Oh, our sweet little babies inside. Yeah. That's where so much of this comes from too, yeah. is that they're scared. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's pretty much the... The basis of the work that I do do with people in my practice is we really just tap into the inner child but in a really loving and nurturing way so you know we're not trying to relive trauma we just want to bring light to and again it's not even it doesn't even have to be trauma it's just like what happened along the way or what belief did you take on or did that little sweet one take on because we do take on beliefs that happens usually between the ages of zero to seven and zero meaning in utero we can take on our mother's energy when we're in the belly or how they're feeling um all the way up to it's we say zero to seven but i would say there's ages zero to ten you know feel they're the most prevalent years of our of our lives and that's where most of our beliefs come from beliefs about ourselves beliefs about the world so 
that's what I do with people. We go back and we just listen to like, what's their story? What's the child's story? Because we're the adult and we have one story. But when we tune in to the child, and it's almost like regression that I do. We close our eyes. We go back to that age where they experienced the thing. And we just have a conversation with the little one. And we listen to her. Because most of the time when we were little, maybe we didn't feel heard. We didn't feel loved. We didn't feel accepted. Maybe we felt misunderstood. Mm. Right. So when we go back as this, I call it the conscious adult and we visit the the inner child and we just listen to her story or his story. What do they have to say when we hear them? We're not trying to fix it, we're not trying to change it, we're not trying to judge it, nothing. We just let them be heard. And there's so much magic in that. Honestly, like I'll do a session and I'll do an inner child regression and nobody comes into the room, their moms or their dad or anyone who, or whatever, their families or anyone that they may have experienced. No one came in the room, nothing happened, nothing changed. All they did was close their eyes and go to that little one and experience it themselves. And even when they come out of it, like I can even see like their faces have changed, the color in their face, like a whole different person has evolved. And the only reason why is because we just let them have a voice, let them be heard without any judgment, without any shame. And it is the most powerful thing that I've ever done for my own healing and the most powerful thing I've ever experienced or witnessed anybody else um, in their healing journey. Mm. I love that. And even for myself, my inner dialogue used to be just straight up evil, I would say. It was evil for a really long time. And when I first started this practice, I mean, I can call myself as I am. Um, but when I first started this practice, I would catch myself and I would say sweet baby girl or say sweet baby Ash. Yeah. And then even just with that intro, I wouldn't be able to talk the same shit that I was speaking to adult Ashley exactly. because this baby yeah. does not deserve that. Mm -mm. And I do this practice all the time in my yoga classes at the end of yoga class. I, before we wake up out of Savasana, while everyone's still in their little in-between realm, you could say, I say, <laughs> hover above yourself, look down and see yourself. I know, I've had that experience with you and I do, that's so powerful. And it's usually so different looking at yourself through your eyes versus looking at yourself through the eyes of someone else, either your best friend. I always say your dog for the people that are like, I have mommy issues or like, I don't have any friends or whatever BS they're telling themselves that day. Do you have a dog or a cat? How do they look at you? Because it's with unconditional love and that is what we deserve and what we so deeply need. Yeah. And even taking this full circle to the beginning, the first yeah. question that I asked you about, you know, how did you find that it was your purpose? I think that when we're kids, we know our purpose or we know what lights us up because that's yeah. all we're doing. And it's not until we are indoctrinated and told that's not what an adult does. Mm -hmm. That's not a realistic Don't dream that. that we mold everything versus then we're just these adults stuck in lives that we hate because we were told to be that way versus dropping into what did sweet little baby Ashley want to do and doing that instead. And even yeah. in my own journey, I've always known I wanted to do this. And if I listen to my grandparents or friends or other family members that said, you don't have the money or there's no way that you can be a doctor or you're not smart enough or whatever it was, I wouldn't be here. So I'm grateful that little baby Ashley, she was loud then. She was loud then. She's loud now. Good. Yeah. <laughs> Let her be loud. Let her take up space as much as she needs. And, um, 
Yes, because she deserves it, as do each and every single one of us. Little baby Ashley wanted to wear the cheetah pants today, and little Yay! Nini wanted to wear that today. My little Nini. Oh. Yeah, this is definitely a Nini outfit. Yes. <laughs> Nini's my inner child, for those of you. You'll know that when you read her book. Yes. Nini <laughs> is a star of the book. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Sweet baby Gianna. I love you so much. I just needed to pause and say that, that you are an incredible human. You are a phenomenal healer. And it's even hard for me to describe you when I tell people that I'm going, that I went into business with one of my best friends. They're like, what does she do? I'm like, well, she's basically an angel in a human body and she <laughs> can do all sorts of different healing modalities. Yeah. And I would love for my listeners to just hear you list out some of the things that you offer here in this incredible space so that they yeah. know ways that you can support them. Awesome. I, um, like I mentioned, I do like soul counseling sessions and that is where we will visit the inner child and just get really clear. But I can meet anyone where they're at. There's don't have to go through crises or trauma. I just meet people where they're at. Um, and we just get some good love going and we get a plan and, and goals going. Um, so that's those but I also offer um, things like sound healing which is one of my favorite things and I also have my own line of crystal alchemy bowls um, I offer energy healing like things like Reiki um, and I do some beautiful body work as well so I do these beautiful amazing body massages you may have heard of them they're called raindrop technique and that's where it's like a full clearing of the spine so yeah I do different things so we've got stuff for the spirit we've got stuff for the mind we got stuff for the heart and we got stuff for the body as well so that's what I'll be offering in here I like to call it like integrative healing um, and soul sessions is what I love to call them so that's what I do and you're also a chocolatier I'm a chocolatier and I'm also <laughs> a be I love writing so I'm about to um, release my new oracle card deck as well so that will be this is soul of a spirit warrior my cards my oracle cards will be spirit warrior oracles and they have everything that we talked about today like wow. a card for each topic we talked about today and each angel and element they're so beautiful i've gotten a sneak little peek at the art and it's unbelievably gorgeous and i could just imagine that the messages are going to be absolutely divine truly everything that you've ever created i love i love you. so much you're welcome and i will continue to root you Same. on and support you through all the different things that you do with me without me all of it um because i truly feel like you're a sister of mine in this life yeah, and i am forever for sure. grateful for you 100 mm percent -hmm. sisters for life and other lifetimes and yes we cried over this the other day but we just love each other so much it's ridiculous <laughs> we're so proud of each other no we're so proud of us and what we've created thank you for having me and for just being a sister a real sister and amazing doctor mm. <laughs> thank you, my so before we tune off i would love for you to share anything that you want with my listeners something from your heart it could be a truth bomb a love bomb a knowledge bomb or just a little nugget of wisdom from your heart um, I think I'm going to go with this. This is the first thing that came to me because you have mentioned it a f couple times lately. Mm. So I'm going to drop with this. Um, 
And so Ashley has taught me, and she brought it up, is that something I, that I used to say in my, my yoga classes mm. years ago, which is that you are the most important person in your world. And that may be so hard to fathom for some people of like uncomfortable of like, oh my gosh, I'm so important. But the <laughs> truth is you are the most important person in your world. So fill up your cup and do the work that you need to do on yourself because it will get, it'll just create an even greater version of, of who you are. Not to say you're not perfect the way that you are right now, because you are, but the more that we fill up our own cup and know that we are so important and we are the most important person in our world, um, the more that we can shine that light out into others as well. Wow, I didn't know you were going to share that and I'm happy that you did because I remember the first time that you said that and for the listeners that are like, there's no way that I'm that important, that I'm deserving of all of this. The first time I heard that, I didn't think so. It astounded me. It shocked me. It rocked me. I was like, me? I'm the most important person in my world (laughs) and I will never forget it. So I'm so happy that that was your truth bomb. It has changed my life. You have changed my life and continue to bring so much joy and love into every single day into this space. And I'll just keep telling you that I love you until the end of time. I love you till the end of time too. Mm. Well, I'm sure that we'll have you on to share more things. Thank you all for tuning in. Welcome to our jungle in the Ashira Rose Healing Collective. Stay tuned for all new Drop It Like It's Doc stuff and everything Ashira Rose and everything Gianna (laughs) Mouseri. Thank you for listening.